welcome to Motherhood Every Kind of Way. We want to take a closer look at the journeys of women after and through motherhood. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 11. This is Lynette. For those of you following along weekly, who might have wondered why we skipped a week, In honor of International Women's Day, we hosted a live event with Mama Fresh at Fabiana's Bakery here in Hyde Park. We got together for an open conversation where we discussed the topic of work and what it means to us all as mothers. We filled up a huge communal table and then dragged in more and more chairs as more moms joined in, some with our kids, some without. It was the kind of conversation that we hope our podcast inspires you to have, with your friends and family and community. Thank you so much to everyone who came out and to everyone listening from home. I wish you a happy belated International Women's Day. So this week we're back with episode 11, which is a momversation between Magda and me. Here we go. So I am very excited, but a little nervous because it is I think it's a difficult topic to talk about. The topic is mm-hmm. <laughs> marriage or relationship after having kids. Yes. Yeah. So the truth is, you know, it's it's definitely a topic that I had zero thoughts on when I was pregnant or even before that. You know, I worried a lot about my pregnancy, you know, the baby growing okay and you know being able to get to work to all of my appointments and making sure I have all the baby things you know the first world problems yeah and I think that makes sense that you didn't think about it because it is part of the story traditionally couples Mm -hmm. have babies then they're a family right right and I think there's still like very little conversation about what happens to Magda and Jose when they become mom and dad but I also think that maybe if our first pregnancy wasn't a surprise right maybe I would at least have one thought about (laughs) (laughs) maybe not but you know Adrian was a surprise and Jose was in the beginning of medical school and we were just really worrying about the logistics of how to make it work you know him being in med school and yeah and um, I had just started a new job So there was a lot of that uh, that we needed to figure out. And and we just thought that, well, you know, everybody else makes it work. So, so So, so can we. Yeah. Right. How about you guys? I know you you guys have been in the relationship for a long time. We have been. And, you know, I think that, so we're a little bit of an opposite story. Lena was definitely very planned. And, you know, a couple years before we had her, we were in a really rough patch in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And I think that rough patches, I wish we talked about them more. You know, I I don't know what we look like from the outside. My really close friends know, obviously, marriage has not always been easy for me and John. The two of us together, a couple years before Lena was born, were sort of asking ourselves whether we should even continue being a couple. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it was coming more from my angle than from his. I think that we were fed this story of love, you know, like two people come together and then of course you will live happily ever after and you're going to have children and mm-hmm. and a lot of assumptions about what our relationship should look like. 
And we both come from these families where our dads were working and were the breadwinners, and then the wives kind of just followed Mm -hmm. the husband wherever they went. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we started running into this problem before Mm -hmm. having kids where I started to feel like, hey, I don't know if I want to follow you there, you know? Um, And actually, this thing is important to me. And we had a lot to work out. And a lot Mm -hmm. to reevaluate. And we found ourselves in couples therapy. And each of us found ourselves, you know, seeing our own therapists. And so Mm -hmm. I come into motherhood with a very different lens because, Mm -hmm. you know, we were working, I was working with my therapist to try to decide, is this marriage good for me? Is, Mm -hmm. should we continue working on this? And then when we decided, yes, like we did all Mm -hmm. of this work. Yes. Let's stay together okay, yes, let's have a baby. I think because I was already in therapy, that therapist also sort of helped guide me through that process. He said, you know, when this baby comes out, you as the mother are going to have this tremendous feeling that you know how to do things better than your your husband. My my therapist said that to me. Uh Mm -hmm. You are going to think you're going to be able to do things better. And maybe, maybe you, you do, you're the mom, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. uh, you just birthed this baby. And he said to me, my biggest piece of advice to you is resist that feeling and hand the baby over to your husband Mm -hmm. to help him gain confidence in himself as a father, because it'll be better for your marriage. And I mean... So forget your motherly instinct. <laughs> if you want to save your marriage, you got to let your... I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... I basically was saying that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I guess at some level he was saying that. And I kind of didn't believe him, you know? I was mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? We've been doing all this work on our relationship. I'm not going to feel that way. And of course I did. <laughs> the yes. second she came out... Like, I, yeah, I still feel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, st- I still feel it too. And this is yes. so, so all of this is not just, it's not easy and it didn't solve all of our problems, but that like mm-hmm. one piece of advice and it was very hard, you know, and I actually said it aloud to John. Mm-hmm. I was, I remember holding Lena and saying, I feel right now like I can do this so much better than you and you're not doing it right. And that is what mm-hmm. I'm feeling. And so if I'm yelling at you, that's why it's a biological instinct. But... <laughs> My therapist told me. My therapist <laughs> yeah. told me. But you know what? We're, we're laughing at it right now. But, you know, it resonates with me so much. It's so relatable. And, you know, going back to what I said, well, what I was saying earlier is that the process for me and Jose Mm-hmm. was completely backwards from what you just described in your relationship with in your marriage with John. Yeah. So we basically, you know, we're now building our way up to starting couples therapy because we feel like we've put our marriage and our relationship on hold on the back burner for so long yes. that it's even difficult for us to have a, um, you know, honest, heartfelt, calm conversation yeah so it's just interesting how um how it's just is the and you know what I look forward to it so much I think that we love each other and we want to work on this marriage 
because uh, we're in it for you know a long haul and we want to do it for a lot of different reasons mm-hmm. but I look forward to it I look forward to seeing uh, where we're gonna get yeah we, we talk a lot about our motherhood journey right it's mm-hmm. also a relationship journey and I say this as though oh we made it through the difficult time and now we're flying easily and that is mm-hmm. I, I don't even, I would not say that that's true you know we are going up and down and up and down all the time do you feel pressure to appear as though everything is fine all the time I yeah I I do and I think that's that's one of the biggest challenges for me right uh feeling like I should have I should have it together. I should have my marriage together. I should be a good mom and feel like, you know, the home life flows um, smoothly. Mm -hmm. How about you? Do you feel, do you feel pressure? I do. I feel pressure. And actually I have in my life in general, as somebody who's been trying to put more and more creative material in the world that is that is based in reality. I have been trying very hard to practice sharing the things that are difficult aloud. I mean, this is, it feels extreme sometimes because I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta be public with it. So I'm going to like write something and then share it in the world, or we're going to make a podcast so that people who don't even know me can listen. It, it is very, very, very much against the way I was raised, mm-hmm. and particularly in my specific Chinese Filipino culture, and I think it's a lot of Asian cultures, the negative emotions are very hidden from the public. It is, it is mm-hmm. a huge part of my culture, you know, this idea of saving face. You could have this secret life where you're fighting all the time, but in public, everything's okay. And then the, mm-hmm. then the surrounding culture supports that too. You know, we just, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And so this practice that I have lately where I've, I set a goal for myself, I'm going to try to live authentically. And that involves saying the hard things aloud and being open about them. I think it's really helped my relationship because I'm not holding so many things mm-hmm. inside anymore. Uh, you know, I, I can, I can only imagine. I'm, I feel like you're, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> seven years ahead of me and everything relationship related because everything you say you know I am just starting now to write and Mm -hmm. it feels therapeutic it feels amazing even if I just sit down and write for five minutes just the thoughts that I had going through my head relating to motherhood or today things that when you know okay things that I struggled with it's amazing how just putting things out of your system yeah. and pouring them out onto a paper or laptop, should I say, or notes on my phone, mm-hmm. it just, there's something absolutely magical about that process. So how did your marriage change after Lena came into this world? You guys have done so much work. Yeah. A lot of our problems come from expectations we have of each other Mm -hmm. because isn't it it's sort of more romantic to imagine at least in the traditional sense of romance he just knows what I want 
You know, he just, <laughs> yes. he just reads my mm-hmm. mind. He knows what I want. He finishes my sentences, right? But I think a lot of our problem was holding on to that. And it's true. Like when mm-hmm. John and I, because we'd been such close friends for so long, we did have this feeling of, you get me. You really understand me. Mm-hmm. And as friends, we always felt that way. Like dating other people and going through breakups with other people, we would call each other. And and it was like this awesome, like, oh, you get me. You know how Mm -hmm. to make me feel better. And so part of the problem is we had that relationship. And so when it stopped working, it almost felt initially like it's a failure if I have to ask you for it. You know, to say to Mm -hmm. you, this is what I want you to do right now. So initially, I think... Part of the problem comes from the fact that I, for me, that I, I thought if this marriage is really perfect, then he knows what I want. So having mm-hmm. to let go of that notion, I think was a big part after having children, because then now there's like this person in front of you and time is short. I can't wait five days for you to figure out what I'm stewing about and <laughs> apologize to me, you know, like I need it right now. And so in some ways having kids has had to make that a little more efficient. Also what's interesting is my husband is really patient with our kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but he is. <laughs> is he patient with you? Is and he he's, he's way person? less patient with me than he is with our kids. And I don't know if it's mm. this feeling like he's spent all of his patience on them. And with me, mm-hmm. he's like, you're a grown up. Get it together. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here saying, no, I need you to acknowledge my feelings like you're acknowledging theirs. I need you to have space for my feelings like you have space <laughs> yes. for theirs. Mm-hmm. I think one of our biggest difficulties post having kids came around the time um, that I proposed hosting an au pair. So prior to that, we were not, we were fighting a lot. We were both so tired and I felt like we needed help. And he Mm -hmm. was very offended by my request for help. I remember saying, I can't do this by myself at home or we can't do this with just two people. I think we need a, I think we need another person to help us. Mm Mm-hmm. And was it offensive to him because of his cultural background or his family background? I feel like the answer is yes. Although, you know how sometimes our culture is such a big part of us that we can't even tell where Mm -hmm. the feeling is coming from. Um, But I think it had a lot to do with that, right? He was raised in a family that had a mom and a dad and no extra help. And so there was this feeling like, that's not how you do it. You're proposing something that is outside of how you do things. And I think that that was a little bit of his feeling like I was attacking him almost by suggesting it. But I think that we worked past it because this has a lot to do with all the work we had done in our relationship before. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let's, let's just talk about it. Let's put on the table what it is we need, whether we think this is a solution. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that my husband's good at, even though he might respond initially, like he's really upset about something. Mm-hmm. He generally gives it a lot of thought afterwards, you mm-hmm. know? Well, let's start from the beginning with your relationship. So after, or, you know, after you had Adrian, when is it that you first started feeling like our relationship is different now? You know, I think that very shortly after having Adrian... I felt like 
there was no time for for our relationship. Jose was in medical school. Yeah. So it was basically on me to take care of Adrian and go back to work. So everything, you know, all the issues surrounding having a little baby, sleeping, feeding, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and then going to work the next morning, that was all on me. And I think that this is as early, you know, as I feel like we have not been able to talk about the frustrations, the mm-hmm. feeling of being feeling overwhelmed with everything that you had to do around the baby. Yeah. Um, you know, back then. So it's been five years and I feel like we've had up and downs, probably more downs than ups because it's been it's been a challenging uh journey. You know, I think it's probably a whole another conversation you know, the medical system and how residents are just worked to the bone for so many years, you know, I, this is probably the reason why I'm so hopeful for our relationship, because I actually don't quite remember what we were like before medical school and before having kids. I know we had fun. We were in love. We were, we enjoyed each other company. Now then, you know, it's been seven years of medical school and residency, five years of being parents. I just want to be on the other side already, you know, and these on the other side of the residency and on the other side of having worked through our our issues. I think our biggest challenges right now are communication Mm -hmm. and being able to communicate with one another without using loaded words and resentment and getting angry and backlashing at the other person but you know this is a result we we haven't put the work into the relationship and i think we're sitting more we're seeing the results now yeah can i share something of course so One of the biggest things that helped us, I recently said it to John again. I was like, we need to start doing that again because it's really valuable. And it sounds a little cheesy, but it's called appreciations. And this was also suggested by the same wonderful therapist that I had out in LA. He said, okay, every night, even if you haven't seen each other at all, every night, I mean, if it's not night because your partner works at night, then it's in the morning, mm-hmm. whenever it is. You, ha- mm-hmm. you take a few moments, you look at each other, and you have to tell the other person something you appreciated about them that day. Oh my gosh, I love this. It could be like, I appreciate how you washed the dishes. Mm -hmm. And the other person is not allowed to say anything other than thank you. I love this. You know, this leads me to something that I was thinking about when I was thinking about recording this conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, for the longest time, I used to say to Jose, we don't have time or money or, you know, resources to go out on dates, you know, like other couples do. You know, how are we supposed to succeed in this marriage when we just don't have the resources available? You're never here. When you're here, you fall asleep and there is no money, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I used to, I mean, this is kind of the way we started talking to one another. Yeah. You're sort of focused on what is not there. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one of these days... It hit me. You know what? We need to make it work with whatever we have because that's all we have at the moment. So we've had this conversation during one of our up moments 
uh, and being able to meet in the middle and kind of talk about our relationship or where we want it to go. And we said, you know, we really have to start showing each other affection again. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to find those pockets of affection throughout the day, throughout the few minutes, because literally most days we have few minutes. It's probably just warming food you know, for the kids in the microwave mm-hmm. or in the, you know, doing something in the kitchen. We only have those few minutes and we have to be able to, to say, I love you yeah. without saying it literally. And that means putting around an, an arm around the other person, yeah. giving a quick hug, a quick kiss saying, thank you. Thank you for, you know, putting the dishes in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And I, with that realization, it's probably the most, you know, powerful things that we've, and we have a ton of work to do. We are nowhere near to be done or like, no, you know. and none of us are. Are there couples, I was just, I don't know. Are there couples that don't, for whom this is not difficult? I don't know. I don't know. I think I ha- I know two couples Two couples who I believe them when they tell me, no, we don't really fight. Like, we just don't really mm-hmm. fight. And that works for them. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? It's funny. I think that I appear in public generally as a pretty, like, calm and put together and relaxed. And I think that those things are true about me. But... And then mm-hmm. there's there is a version of me that wants to throw things out the window. There's a version of me that really fiery. I have that side too. Mm-hmm. I see that in my dad. I see that in my grandfather mm-hmm. before my dad. It's rec- It's like a recognizable family trait. Oh my gosh, we must have, you know, maybe a family <laughs> member down We're the road. We're related somewhere. Coming because, um, you know, it's so funny because Jose always says. That, you know, your dad is such a peaceful person. Like, he comes in, he he does the work, he's helpful. But he doesn't know that fiery side to my dad mm-hmm. that I definitely have. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I want to work on, uh, just managing my fire that is easily turned into anger. Yeah. Also. I think that that's right. And I think it's also embracing that fire in yourself a little bit recognizing at least this is for me Mm -hmm. my relationship got a lot better when I just started accepting all the parts of myself and Mm -hmm. one of them is when I get mad sometimes I yell or slam doors or throw things not Mm -hmm. at people (laughs) oh dear (laughs) (laughs) but you know that that is a way that I express myself Maybe that part of me that yells sometimes is also the part of me that makes me really fun to be around sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so part of our relationship, and this is something we're still working on, is, okay, when I am screaming and I'm really mad, it is necessary for me to express myself, but it's not because I don't love you or because I don't think that you're a good father or a good husband. Trying to really own my emotion And recognize that Mm -hmm. that emotion is telling me something about myself more than it is telling me something about the people around me. Yeah. You know? So I say you should just keep being fiery. (laughs) 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 And just find a way, you know, to uh, make sure your fire doesn't hurt anybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
curious. So I know you guys have an au pair. Yes. And you get to go out on dates. What are some other things that you do to maintain the fire in your relationship? Huh. Are there like special things that you do or... Man, so you are you are getting me at a very... <laughs> At this very moment in our relationship, we happen to be it's just a busy time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have been either rehearsing or performing in plays since August, and it is now mm-hmm. February. I know, and you, That's several this is, months. This is a very unusual night for you to be off. <laughs> and here it's we are true. talking. We're talking we're marriage talking about... after kids. <laughs> We're talking about relationships and mm-hmm. well, where is Jose right now? Is he working? You know, he is not working uh, right now. He's probably asleep in the kids' room because he was putting Julian down. And but he was tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband is working in the other room. John is up for tenure at the end of this year, mm-hmm. so we are both in the midst of the most busy time in both of mm-hmm. our lives. I think, especially since having children. So when you ask us what do we what ha, what do we do that's special? Uh, even getting out for a date in the past five months has been difficult. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Lately, something we and we got this. This was inspired by our best friend Eric and his wife Lori. We got the New York Times crossword app, and every <gasps> night before we go to bed, we do a little crossword together. I so, love that. Yeah. Uh huh. It's sometimes it's five minutes or less because one of us starts falling asleep (laughs) but (laughs) but lately that has been one way that we are connecting daily just Mm -hmm. getting a few words down in the crossword you know people talk a lot about emotional labor right Mm -hmm. like the mental load right mental load yes would you say that a lot of your frustration comes from feeling Absolutely. like that's uneven? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think the the uneven division of labor in our home, you know, whether it's the physical work mm-hmm. and the mental load as it relates to our, our kids and just, you know, running the home, mm-hmm. you know, falls on me. And, you know, I've always done that. Even before we had kids and we were married for five years before we had Adrian. So this year is our 10th wedding anniversary. So I've always done that. You know, I have always decorated the house. I've always got groceries. I, you know, I I cooked, like I planned everything. I didn't mind. Like I love doing that. But once we had kids, that's really when I started feeling like I cannot do this on my own. Like I had to, with my husband not present at home very much, I had to choose and pick what I wanted to do. I just don't have enough hands to do all the work. And I realized that, you know, there's a lot of things that just frustrate me about him, about Mm -hmm. the way he does things. But I am also mindful of the fact that it's because we've been doing these jobs separately. Yeah. His career keeps him away from home for so long. and, And I'm here with the kids. You know, I physically raise the kids and I carry them up and down the stairs and I chauffeur them, you know, to their classes and back and forth. And I feel like I should be the lead parent. I should be the one that, you know, whatever will I have, it should be followed by everyone else. But then, you know, then there is my husband who has very different ideas sometimes. And 
I'm not saying that my ideas are better or the other way around, but these are the tension points that we that we have. Did you read Did you read Michelle Obama's book? Uh, not yet. I haven't. No, but I know you have. I just I what just did thought you about, think about I thought about her talking about when Barack went on the campaign trail and she had this vision of both parents being home more mm-hmm. too and I it's not that she gives some big solution more it, beyond that, you know. <laughs> Sometimes while reading it I was like yeah, but he's Barack Obama. <laughs> right, he's the president, He's the president, right? yeah. He's not Jose, he's not John, come on. <laughs> but right, like, I think what's interesting about that, though, is, like, remembering that, okay, this is his, this is Jose's presidency, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, yes. his residency is his presidency, like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, like, I kind of hate that play on the words and letters. <laughs> Just that, I don't know, it's almost like, what what would happen if you could take a step back and just look at bigger picture things while in the moment of seeing what your relationship needs, right? Like, mm-hmm. when is residency over? Another year and a half, but that's not the end yet, because then yeah. there are three more years of fellowship. So oh it's it's just a That's really tough. really long. I mean, I'm sure John's you know journey. No, it's not been. It's not like this though. I mean, yes, John is very, he's very ambitious and he is very hardworking. And there are many moments along his journey where I feel like he was self motivated to do more work. You know what I mean? And so as a result, mm-hmm. yeah, there are moments when I think, oh, it would be really nice if I we could see more of you. But then I also know he really loves it. And this is his passion. Mm-hmm. That's that's one thing that I, you know, love about Jose. He is, I guess I just love people with passions. Like I love passionate people. Yeah. And Jose is very dedicated and passionate about, you know, his career. And it just, I love seeing that. I sometimes forget to, you know, think about that because I'm so focused on, how hard it is to not have him here and not mm-hmm. having the extra help that I wish we had that I know would make me a more peaceful parent, that would make my home a more peaceful place. Yeah. But, you know, even just talking about it, it really helps me feel better. I think you said earlier or that knowing that other families go through these mm-hmm. challenges make you feel less alone. I mean, I guess that's part of why, what I was saying before about being real about the difficulties in relationships and marriages and in families. I have appreciated this about, you know, when we have had opportunities to meet in person, you know, that you mm-hmm. open conversations with your girlfriends with how you're mm-hmm. really doing. And it's like, I'm mad at right now at my husband. Mm-hmm. You know, not so that you can just like vent, 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 but just so that we can hold that space mm-hmm. for each other to say, yeah, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Um, and feel like, you know, you don't have to explain yourself mm-hmm. when you say, I just don't really like my husband very much right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe if we can let go of this expectation or the need for things to be good and perfect all the time. And I think that's letting go of uh, this, again, the way we talked about letting go 
of this ideal version of motherhood that doesn't exist for everyone. Mm-hmm. Letting go of this ideal version of what a relationship looks like. And I think this through this whole process, I've learned that I can wish Jose was this or that, or this is how much time he would have for me, for this relationship. This is what he would do. This is how he would treat me. I can wish and hope for all that. But I think a lot of the work mm-hmm. needs to be done within me. Uh, and yet, you know, it, it feels kind of heavy that nobody's going to do that work for me. Like, yeah. I still have to do the work. Mm-hmm. But it kind of feels empowering. I am in charge of myself yeah. and how I feel. So letting your friends meet some of your emotional needs, right? Like, so I think that sometimes, again, in this like romantic fairy tale land, this partner that you marry is supposed to be your everything. But in the land of real people, there are just things mm-hmm. that maybe you can let, you know, I realize that sometimes there's something I really want to talk about. I really want to talk about this with my husband and he's so busy right now. And that when I call my best friend and talk to her about it, I realize afterwards, oh, hey, Mm -hmm. some need that I thought had to be met by my husband was actually met here. So it's almost like a division of my emotional needs and saying, okay, actually, maybe you can satisfy this. Making plans to see my friends. And I realized that sitting across the table from a friend, having a cup of tea or walking to school together to pick up our kids it Mm -hmm. satisfied some level of companionship maybe we don't have to make I mean obviously we have to do a lot of work you know our marriages are our marriages and we want to give them a lot of attention but I know personally for me that once I started realizing that actually there are a lot of ways of connecting with different people in the world Mm -hmm. that satisfy that need for companionship not that they're, re- they're not replacing mm-hmm. my husband, but they're filling me up in a way that leaves me fuller so that when I approach my husband, I'm not at this place where I'm telling him all the things that he didn't do. Rather, mm-hmm. I'm a little more able to focus on, oh, these things that I appreciate about you, you know? So do you have a goal for yourself, some little thing that you can do? within your relationship after this conversation? Yes. You know, I think seeking out intentionally those pockets of intimacy. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to wake him up right now, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but no, I think just being more intentional about making small efforts and small gestures, whether it's a touch or a kiss. How about you? I think, one or the other of us is almost constantly looking at something else, whether it's like I'm editing a podcast or he's doing work or we're like hovering over our phones or reading something. And I think to just really Mm -hmm. look at each other, it feels so revolutionary because we really have been living these like separate track lives Mm-hmm. for the past few months and and it sounds like you've been doing it for the past five years mm-hmm. so yeah. I think I think just really looking at each other 
I also think that like sending, it's so simple, but to send like cute texts to each mm-hmm. other or like flirty texts or, mm-hmm. you know, just to add that element of exciting to receive this mm-hmm. message from you. It makes me remember that you are someone in my life who is funny, who is sexy, who is mm-hmm. beautiful. But, you know, in the end, it really is about finding small ways to let the other person know, I see you. Yeah. I love you. And, yeah, I think first thing I'm going to text Jose tomorrow morning. I'm, I don't want to wake him up. Yeah. I will say I'm hopeful and I'm ready to to work in this relationship. Thank you so much for dedicating your time and listening to us. The moms you hear from on our podcast are encouraged to speak honestly and unapologetically about their experiences and choices. But the stories and points of view heard here do not reflect any official view of our podcast. We hope that being a part of these conversations will encourage all of us to turn towards ourselves and embrace motherhood our kind of way. Please follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Motherhood Every Kind of Way or email us at Motherhood Every Kind of Way at gmail.com. And a special thanks to Bea Serene for letting us use your beautiful music. Mm-hmm.